Wired Access. We'll do it live. Wired Access. Do it live. Wired Access. We'll do it live. Wired Access. Welcome to another Wired Access podcast. I'm your host, DJ K-Dub Omaha. This is a Herd App production. To my left, I have Papio South graduate Henry Suspinski. He is going to the University of Mary to play football. But before we get to the university, there's a life that happened before that, and that's what I want to share with my folks. When did you start playing the game of football? I started in like seventh grade, seventh grade, my first year of football. So then did you play sports? What sports did you play before seventh grade then that you I remember? Played, I played baseball at the Y. Okay. Or no, it was basketball and baseball. I was junior storm chasers. Okay. And that's That was the only sports I ever played. And so when you think of those sports, you go into seventh grade, was it more because it was a part of the school or did you play for the junior Titans or I played for the middle school, my seventh grade year. Okay. And the whole reason I got into football is because my sixth grade teacher, coach, uh, coach Nooch, okay. Nooch he kind of got me into football. He just, he was just convincing my mom. He's like, just come out. He's just like, give it a shot. Well, and that's always the hardest part, convincing oh, yeah. a mother mm-hmm. to understand or want their child to play a oh, sport yeah. that is one of the hardest sports to play. You played in seventh grade. What's your first thoughts? Because obviously you played pickup football. It's not like you've no, never yeah, touched like, the pigskin before. Like, yeah, like uh, like five hundred stuff. Like yeah, what's like what's the or- <laughs> what's the organized football to you? What did you think when you I first got like, to it? didn't even know what was going on. Like, <laughs> like they put me at the end because I was tall, and then they were just like, they were just like go tackle somebody. It's like <laughs> I like I legit like I barely even knew what a sack was. Well, the bad part is, is in middle school, there's just not a lot of teaching. It's mm-hmm. more of Hopefully they like, know something. Yeah, like see ball, get ball type it's, stuff. Yes. Yeah. You see that ball, go get it. Yeah. What are you going to do from there? Mm-hmm. So obviously you go through seventh grade. What other sports did you play at, at your middle school? Just football. Just football. Just football, yeah. What took you to eighth grade? What made you go back to football if you had little to no knowledge of it? Kind of just my friends. Just because it was just like kind of like a thing that everybody played football. I just want to be around my friends more. And it was kind of like a... Like, it sucked sometimes, but, I mean, you were with your friends, so it made it a hell of a lot funner. So, But you said something important there. Like, some people don't understand. They're like, oh, these people got to love it the whole time. Every time they play it, every time, (laughs) everything they do, they got to love it. To get to the next level, you don't have to love it until it's that time. Until then, you go through the process. So what's the process with mom through seventh and eighth grade? Did it get easier? Did it get harder, do you think? What What did you feel from from that side? Because obviously, it took a little talking oh, from a no, coach. Yeah. I think the biggest thing from my mom's perspective is just because I used to be like, I guess I still am, like I never wanted to like hurt nobody. He's like, that was my biggest fear. It was like, I don't like hurting people. It was like, like I even did karate in like first grade. Yeah, and I I quit because I, I didn't want to punch the other dude in the face. Like, <laughs> you know, it it's like a, it's a double edged sword as oh, a parent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You want your kids to be lovers. You want them to, you know, understand that everybody's important and everybody has a reason. Yeah. But to have them understand that for the game of football, you have to turn on something different. In oh your head. yeah. When did you start building that different part in your head? When did you start thinking that, okay, this this isn't the soft game that that oh, I yeah. kind of... Probably like like sophomore year because I was put on, I got put on varsity as a sophomore. I was like 15. I was like 
shit, dude. Like, <laughs> like, like I'm not the biggest dude on the field anymore. Like, everyone's bigger than me, so I kind of got to, like, I got to have something to to be able to drive me to do something. So if you think of sm- sophomore year, obviously you had a great class going through Papio South. Mm-hmm. Your freshman year, you get teamed up with some players that might not have played middle school. What was that atmosphere like for you? Did you feel like everybody started growing together easily? Oh, no, yeah. Or, mm-hmm. I mean, what was your thoughts? Oh, yeah. It was literally uh, my freshman year, literally everybody was just – all kind of came together it didn't really because i know the junior titans were strong but not all of them played middle school mm-hmm. ball so no, kind of yeah. didn't build that rapport with them right yeah i think kind of like freshman football nobody really cared about like junior titans or like eight like seventh and eighth grade football like because high school is like a whole new thing so it's like we're all we kind of just jumped into it together you know what i mean what, w- what was your first experience of summer football conditioning yeah weights explain that it was like Oh my goodness. I remember I couldn't even like squat because I just was never in like a athletic environment before. Like before that, I the most uh, I'd ever touched a weight was like weights class in like eighth grade. And so it was like, it was like a big culture shock for me. It was like all these dudes screaming and stuff. Was uh, there any leaders that kind of helped you along that you take back to your freshman year that you're like, okay, this person really on my, on the freshman team. It doesn't even have, it could be a, a senior, a junior. Was there any, any kid that you remember over the summer that kind of helped you grow? Really? It was like, do you remember Dallas Rogers? Yeah. Yeah. He was a really big influence. Interviewed him before. Great no, guy. Yeah. Just big influence on like, just like playing like with your team and not like as an individual. I loved having him because he would come down to the junior Titans because that's what I coached. All, I coached high school football at the same time as junior Titans, but I coached Omaha South and I coached junior Titans till eighth grade when my son was done. But that was the one thing that I loved about that kid. Dallas came down to that practice field like mm-hmm. it was no, like yeah. his, his duty, his no, due yeah. diligence. Yeah. So you saying that that's him for you, no, that yeah. means a, the world to me because it tells me that it didn't just – put a show on for the younger oh, kids no, yeah you know because that's hard to do you you either are the guy or you're you're trying to be the guy and, and he was one of the guys so he shows you kind of the way you get through freshman year you guys have a pretty successful season you said in sophomore year you started to grow you started to feel things you started to get mm-hmm. but you're still getting academics how are you doing academics and football as a sophomore and how are, how does that adjust for you as a sophomore, it definitely was, like, a lot bigger, like, hit me a lot harder. I started the year pretty strong, and then I got – I went into, like, COVID quarantine a little bit. kind of messed me up. My sophomore year was definitely my worst year academically, but I kind of – I brought it back up. And when you, when you speak of the COVID year, what was some of the mental things for you? What was some of the things that you also took that mental beating, but it made you stronger? Oh, yeah, the COVID year, it was kind of like, I feel like it wasn't really that much different, but except for the fact that we had to wear the girdles under our fate, our uh, helmets and stuff like that. And then just wiping off the the equipment after we were done with like the bleach and stuff. But I mean, I feel like mentally it didn't affect me as much just because I was a, I was a sophomore. I was, I was just a little kid out there. Like, yeah, like the seniors, it might've, I feel like it affected them more just because like, if they wanted to go get recruiting, like they couldn't go on any visits or anything. Yeah. That, that totally changes your path on your future. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously you get to your junior year. What was the, 
what was a big turning point in your junior year that you can remember? I do remember just my junior year was my biggest like development. Like, like my sophomore year, I was just like getting comfortable on the field, like, like playing with people, like playing with people instead of just like trying my best not to get yeah, pushed trying not to get pushed around. <laughs> like my junior year, I I came into the year like. Like I can, like I'm the, I can be the one who like pushes you around. And, like and you realize some of your power now, obviously, if you think of your regiment from your sophomore year to your junior year, what was one of the biggest changes that you might've made? Whether it was eating your schedule, staying on tasks. Yeah, definitely. I don't want to say the change in my body, but like, I just feel like I, it was like a, like a mental change and a, like a physical change because I got a lot stronger and I feel like I had a lot more confidence going to the year. Now, what year did you pick up powerlifting? Sophomore year. Soph- I, I did it freshman year, but I didn't compete. I competed uh sophomore year. Yeah. So when you look, when you think of powerlifting, the reason I bring up powerlifting is because some coaches shy away. They don't want their kids to do it. You're going to hurt your legs. You're going to hurt your body, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Other coaches are all gung-ho, especially lineman coaches. Yeah. I mean, you know, as one of your lineman coaches is the, the head coach, but or one of the coaches. I don't know yeah. who's head, who's not. That doesn't matter. So you get the fire behind Coach Weston pushing you. What clicks to you with powerlifting that helps you into your football, especially as a lineman? No, yeah. I mean, it's kind of like the almost the same thing, like mentally. I feel like because there's – but everybody there's cheering for you. Oh, no. when you're at the football, they hate you across from oh, you. But, no, yeah. but to me, at least what I feel when I've been to the meets, obviously my daughter started last year and, and I've really loved to see that part of the sport because when you play team sports like football, the people across from you really hate you. You hate them. There's no, there's no love loss. You hope yeah. that they lose. You hope, you know, yeah. whatever. But when you're looking across the board at some of the competitors that you connect with or even your own teammates that might be in your same weight class, mm-hmm. you don't want them to fail. Oh, no. You mm-hmm. you want them to succeed. Mm-hmm. How does that like help the, the whole aspect of sports? Uh, I feel like one thing that I try to do in powerlifting that's different than football, football is like I try to like, it's like break them down. Like, like, I don't know, like... No, you're saying something that I know it might seem like it's hard, but yeah. that's the whole point of, especially as a lion, like, you're breaking down the fundamentals of the person across you every time you get a match. No, yeah. And every everything you see, and I say this because I watched my son, you know, he did wrestling back in junior high, and uh, he had one one match where... And he's not a big wrestler because he's, he's just like you. He's a big teddy bear. Nothing wrong with yeah. it. Mm-hmm. You just love to be good. No, yeah. He beats a guy in 48 seconds, gets asked to wrestle this other guy. You know what the other guy did? He just watched what he did. My son went to pull the same move, got caught up, yeah, and ended up losing not by because he couldn't beat him because the kid got the first point and he never lost. So it's like you're saying something so smart. So when you're analyzing, you're breaking the other opponents down, what's some of the things that you're looking for? Kind of like, I mean, you can tell. Like whether they like to rush out of like a two point stance or a three point stance, if they like, if their feet are wider when they're anchoring towards the run and stuff like that, it just kind of the tiny tells. 
like I know on defense it's easy sometimes. Like when I was playing in the Triangle, um, do you know who Sal Nacarelli is? I've heard of him. He goes to Gross. He's a yeah. D lineman for yeah. Gross. He's a really good player, and he was like, he could tell when the guard was gonna pull because when his hands were on the ground, his knuckles were white. Yeah. <laughs> His knuckles were white, so he knew he was getting down blocked. And then when he was just barely touching the ground, he knew he was pulling away from him. And so it's just like the whole – it's like a cliche to say it's like a game of in, like an inches. But like – But, it, but like, it, these are things that people don't realize. Mm-hmm. Like like they think that, oh, it's just this barbaric game. Everybody just wants to hurt everybody. But no, yeah. there's a strategy. Like when people go, why did they run four times? Well, there was something they're working to build up for something later. So yeah. – Everything that you're saying is great because hearing it from a, a a young man that's still growing in the game, because most people think, oh, yeah, you know, you got to play all your life in order to get somewhere in the game. No, you have to play when you grow yeah. to be who you are. Yeah. And then if you're learning, because I had I interviewed Chris Bober. Don't know if you've ever heard of him, mm-hmm. know who he oh, is. Yeah. But I'm a graduate from Omaha South, so is he. He had no problem with saying, as a junior, he was the worst lineman in Omaha. One of the worst linemen. No, yeah. And then he went and played eight years in the NFL. So, like, the whole concept of a sport, I mean, Sue didn't play a lick of football till junior year. So it's like, when you think of those smart things and people that can be successful, how does that help you understand that you're doing the right things in the right process, even though – it didn't start back in six years old or five years oh, old. Oh, yeah. I feel like it definitely, like, uh, you get out of it what you put into it. Like, like it depends on, like, I could freaking, what's it called? Like, that saying, like, talent beats hard work when talent doesn't work hard. Yeah, like, yeah. I just mess it all No, up, but. but I get what you're saying. You're <laughs> saying you could be the talentedest most guy in the world. No, yeah. But if you're not working hard, no, that, yeah. that could shine in the wrong way right no yeah and and so obviously you're learning the game of football who's who's the coach that's leading you through this process who's helping you through your process your sophomore junior year that and senior year that you felt kind of helped you make a difference in henry i feel like it was kind of it was kind of like a mix of like coaches and then just the people around me it was like the people around me like just kept making me come like that was the reason I came back was for the people around me and just because I love football but the people around me just made it so much easier when it sucked the most times and when you say the people around you how do you guys get past the people that don't have that passion how do you guys try to build a passion in someone that might just not have it oh yeah for that it's just like I don't know it's kind of difficult to like get around that it's not like you want to block them out but it's like because you want to help them too. So I mean, like you could, I can try to show them like how, like why, like I love it so much. But I mean, like you either do different. or you don't. No, like yeah. it, it's that simple. I mean, some go to just go and be a part of something. Yeah. Some go to be the something. Oh, yeah. So when you look at your class and your classmates, what's the legacy that the 2023 Titans left? Not just on the field, but in the in the classroom i feel like like every single person in my class like like i enjoy being around them like like no matter like i could literally go up to like any person in my graduating class i could just say what's up and like we all end up, like we have a big class we have almost 400 kids in our class but i know every single one of them and it's like it's like 
I could see it in the classroom and like on the field. Like now you're kind of a shyer guy. So how does the leadership of like a Trace Marco or someone yeah. like that's louder, how do you adjust and what do you do to kind of help the situation? Cause from what I know of you and I could be totally Oh wrong. no. Yeah. I know what you mean. No, I could yeah. be totally wrong. Not a very like, like freaking vocal or no, yelling yeah. or mm-hmm. no. Yeah. I feel like I try to lead. I try to echo what he said, like to the, to the people in my group. I know that sometimes I feel like there's a place to where I should echo it to the whole team. But I feel like I try to lead more by example than with my words because I feel like saying I take less value in like saying what you're gonna do and just like talk about what you've already done. Yeah. 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 Do it, show it, and live it. Yeah. So when you look back at your football years that you've played, what's the strongest trait you think you've gained from it? Um mental toughness. I feel like being mentally strong is one of the most important things you can do in any sport, in any aspect of like your life. And when you say mental strength, what was maybe something that helped turn that? Was there an event that made it stronger for you? Obviously you, you talked about people being around you, people being supportive and people helping to keep your mental going. As far as the reason you show up, the reason you do what you do. I feel like but was there ever an event mentally that maybe it broke you down for a moment, but you're able to rebound from it injury, anything of that <laughs> sort. Yeah, I, I did. I tore my MCL junior year against Omaha central, like freaking completely got like freaking boom. <laughs> so when you're, you're at filling the high point, you're a junior, you're playing varsity. Mm-hmm. What was that like? It was literally like, I didn't even feel it at first. Like, I like I couldn't like move my leg, but like I didn't feel any pain. I just felt that there was something wrong with my leg, and then I was just like scared for a second. But I was just like, I just need to calm down real quick. So when you get through that, you're going, you're going through it. How long is the rehab? I'd say I couldn't get under a barbell for like three months, something like that. What was that doing mentally? I mean, it really did suck, just because. I mean, you went from being a stud, being someone that everybody oh, looking yeah. up to, and now, because that, unfortunately, in life, if there's one lesson I could tell you, everybody's replaceable. Mm-hmm. Your yeah. feelings of you're here yeah. could be replaced. Yeah. And you might have felt that at a young age, but you might not even known that that was what was going on. Mm-hmm. Was that some of the things that you were thinking? Was some feeling? No. Or was yeah. there so much support around you that, you knew you were all right. I feel like there was there was a lot of support around me, but like just not being able to contribute what I what I wanted to, like I feel like that like was demeaning almost. But also it's like I knew that like as soon as that happened, like my role just switched. Like I needed to be a more vocal leader than because I couldn't do anything. I needed to lead in some other way and do you feel like it led you to make you the better person that you are today oh yeah because Mm -hmm. not everybody i mean i could be honest i've never had no major surgeries i mean when i was young i over in holland i mean i broke my femur but i wasn't playing no high school football (laughs) so you come back your senior year what what's that summer like for you it was it was one of the it was one of the best summers of that i've experienced so far because it was just like like I'm back, like it's 
like it's my my final ride like like it was just like it was just super cool to just be able to have that one last so and and i'm pretty sure mom said like every other mom these four years are gonna go quick yeah did you feel like you even remember the previous three i when you got to that 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 summer no yeah i i can remember parts basically literally just football like everything else is kind of just a blur i'm not gonna lie like no that that like even to this day it's just so hard to concept and and think about how people tell you all the time mm -hmm. sit in the moment be in the moment but until you miss the moment or you can't remember that's when you're like man i should have done was there anything your previous three years you wish you would have done or should have done before leading up to your senior year I wish I would have wrestled, I'm not going to lie, instead of powerlifting, just because I feel like that makes you more mobile, more more of a lineman, because every lineman I feel like needs to wrestle, and I didn't. So <laughs> Okay, well, that's a good note for people. Anybody that watches this, if you got a lineman, make sure that they wrestle. So you get to your senior season, summer camps. What summer is that camps. like for you? Because you guys, I, I mean, you guys, are, you guys went to South Dakota State mm -hmm. University for a summer camp. Yeah. That's got to be a bonding. That's got to be a, a, a something yeah, different. That was yeah, that was tough. It was like three, three days I think, and it was like two days every day, and then the last day we had three practices that day, or second day we had three practices. So it was just it was a lot at once. It was a lot of football. I was literally at the end of it. I was just beat. Like, but going through that, like with the people I did, I feel like that made our, like it made us stick together more. It, it's. It's those realizations that some people have hard to grasp. Yeah. So you use that camp. Did you do any other camps that summer? Yeah, I went to northern Northern Iowa, Lindenwood, and University of South Dakota, and Augustana. I did go to Augustana. Okay, where Dallas went. Yeah. And still there. Mm -hmm. So you think of those camps, did you feel all of them were the right camp for you or did you feel some were more of just getting kids in and out? The Lindenwood, I definitely, I went there just because I know that kids get offers off of one rep in Lindenwood. And that one definitely was like, they're just trying to get you in and out. Like they're just trying to filter kids through. But you, you've already been told about it, so that at least mentally mm -hmm. you can prepare oh, yeah. to know that when your rep comes, yeah. that rep better matter. Oh, yeah. Because I think I got three or, three or four reps total at Lindenwood. I think I won three of them, I think. I definitely lost one of them. My, first, my very first rep I lost against, like, the number one D end in St. Louis or something like so that. So when you look at that atmosphere and you compare it to what you've lived in for so long, Papillion's not this like head banging place where it's just a bunch of uh, of muscle heads that are just going to play football yeah. or the toughest kids ever. What is that atmosphere like compared to what you're used to, like at Lindenwood? I mean, you said you're dealing with some of the best. Oh no, yeah, it's like it's like in college, like at the camps. Most of the guys there are like the dude at their high school. So it's like you're not going against some freshman who is like four foot five, like doesn't even know, like doesn't, <laughs> yeah, even, yeah. Like doesn't even know how to move. But like you're going against people who are 
equally or better than you. And like, they're looking for that offer that no, you want. Yeah. It's like everybody know? wants it at the same time. It's just who's going to come up with it. So it's like. And what's your biggest takeaway from that camp? Um, From Lindenwood, I would literally just say, like, talk to every single coach. Like, every single one. And, yeah. It's like, go up. Like the, now, are um, they very personable? I've never been to a big camp like that. Is it very personable? Is it more of they're waiting for you to come talk to them? A little bit. Like, because the big camps, it's not very personable because there's, like, literally, like, 300 kids there. Yeah. Like, they're literally just, like, probably. You're number 299. No, yeah. Got like it. You're, yes. Like, you're a number. Like, they're not going to see you unless you show out or you go up and talk to them yourself. So like, what what gave you the courage to do that? Because you're a quiet guy. How do you go about this? I was like, I literally like have to. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with the have to part. No, yeah. Like having that realization of of the have to. You get to your senior season. What legacy did the 2023 football team leave on the field? I feel like we we tried our hardest to build it up from it was basically rock bottom. Or maybe not basically, but... The feelings could be that no, way. You know yeah. what I'm saying? No matter what, I want to make sure you well understand. When you feel that way, it's okay to feel that way when you get there. Yeah. Because that's the atmosphere you feel. It's mm -hmm. not a matter of wh whether it's true or false. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I only say that because some people kind of, they're they're thinking that they're talking down to someone. or they're You're not. No, like, yeah. your feelings matter. And if this is where you felt like you left them, then don't be afraid to say it. No, know? yeah, because my sophomore year, we we were one and seven, I think, yeah. and just not a very big, like, not very strong, like, team chemistry. And so junior year, we went like four and six, I think, something like that. And then my senior year, we went six and three. And I feel like we were just we did what we were supposed to do, like we were where we kept building on what you left it better than what you came yeah, to. Yeah. You help create a culture that hopefully mm -hmm. people follow. Yeah. But you also know that there's no guarantee. No. Yeah. I mean, the only thing you guys can do and, and hopefully you guys do go to some of the practices, let these kids know how important it is, what you guys did and yeah. left. So how does the recruiting process go for you? What do you remember about it? What was, what was some of the good, some of the, ah, I don't know. I mean, yeah. for me, you seem like a homebody. I, uh, I mean, I, no, I, I yeah. could be wrong. Oh, no, yeah. I. But I could also be pinpointing right away, <laughs> you know? No, yeah. I I mean, I, I, like, I like chilling in my bed, like, a lot. Like, I just like. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. No, yeah. Like, keeps if I'm you not. out of trouble. It keeps your mind right. And, no, and, yeah. Like, if I'm not at the gym or not at football. Like I'm probably at my house or eating. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so when you think of think of that part of it, like what what's you know what what does the recruiting process look like for you? So I was the first time I ever like really talked to a coach was like going into my junior year. I was talking to this coach from I think it was like the special teams coordinator from NDSU, Coach Morgan, I think. Yeah. I don't know if he's still there or not, but I was talking to him for a little bit. They kind of just ghosted me a little bit. That's kind of like 
But that's a, these are real feelings. And these are things like people are like, no, everything will just be so great. Recruiting so awesome. Everybody wants to talk. No, there's some scary things. Oh, no. Because, I mean, it's, I mean, recruiting, college recruiting is, it's politics. Like, like they don't, they don't really care who you are. Like, it's like, well, it's not like they don't care who you are, but it's like, if you can't fill their role, I mean, there's another dude waiting at, there's waiting another, to chomp it out the bit yeah there's another freaking dm the guy that can dm to come <laughs> to come take your spot. that's right that's right like how you said like 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 you're replaceable you're replaceable like it's not like a like unless you're like like five-star recruit like freaking superstar like which, which is is the worst thing to think because we've seen five-star recruits that don't have the other stuff that you need to be successful whether it's the parenting, whether it's the education, whether it's that. So you have a lot going for you. You have Lyman stuff going right. You have some recruiting. You start out, like you said, with sophomore. What's your next uh, or into junior season? What's your next remembrance of recruiting and how did that go? I started talking to a lot more um, like FCS schools, like the SDSUs, the USDs, like and schools like that. And then I, ta- I started talking to a lot of division two nsic schools like um like northern state augustana university of mary moorhead upper iowa all of them i was talking to them all pretty heavily so and and what attracted you to that is it because that's where you felt that's where coaches kind of led you what made you feel comfortable to go that route like go with like start like really talking to those coaches over anyone else just because I could see, I could see that they like cared more. Not that the other coaches don't care, but like that they cared more than the other coaches, like the Division One coaches. Because I know that, like to them, like I'm kind of just like a, another player, another recruit. Yeah. So it's like I felt more of a personal connection with the coaches and at you, the lower level. And you choose University of Mary. Yeah. What made you choose that college? Was it the coaches, the atmosphere? Did you feel at home? What I, was? I really liked the coach, Coach Martin. He's the O-line coach there. And when, when I went my OV there, my official visit there, I talked to him for a little bit. He He's a freaking awesome dude. And then I met some of the players. The players took it, took me out. We hung out. It was freaking – it was awesome. I met this dude named um, Minka. Minka Fuamatu, he's a big freaking Samoan dude. He's freaking dude. Just saying his name, no, you already yeah. get props there. No, I mean, yeah. <laughs> it, so they build the atmosphere. Yeah, it makes you feel you want to be a part of it. Yeah. When you make that decision, how do you go about that process? How is mom impacted into it? How does that feel? Obviously, if you're a homebody, yeah. You know, I mean, I'm I'm going through it now. My second daughter wants to move out. My my wife's about to lose it. <laughs> like. Cause she's a homebody too, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, it's yeah. like, how did, how did that process go for you? I can remember when I told my mom that I wanted to go to you, Mary, we were sitting in my room. I was just like, let's call the coach. Like, it's like done deal. Like, because I, I mean, I feel like I knew that's just where I wanted to go. It was either there. It was really three places. It was university of Mary, um, Northern state or Iowa Western. And I feel like I just thought that university of Mary was the best fit for me. Now, what are you going to go study? What? Because football is one part of your life. Yeah. You got your grades right. You got powerlifting working for you. You got football. 
What are you going to go study? What's your goals from it? I'm doing communications. So, but I'm going to focus on like media production and like photojournalism type stuff like that. And like, I have a minor in photography. Okay. And so I want to do, do that just so, I mean, if football doesn't work out, like if, if I can't go to the, uh, like the next level, like the ultimate level. Yeah. Well, (laughs) but you got to remember, like, it's just like with any other sport, especially football, there's so many other levels now. Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. And, And it's just growing. So it's it's finding a level that's comfortable for you to do what you want to do, yeah. but also be able to support what you want to do, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, because even with college, like some people don't understand how the scholarships go. Mm-hmm. How does it really go for University of Mary for you? Because not all schools can just go, here's a full ride. Oh, no, you yeah. have to have this other stuff to back it up. Mm-hmm. What's that process? No, yeah, they were kind of just like, I think they were really heavy on like our our FAFSA in order to like help the aid with it. Yeah. And like, yeah, they were just super specific on trying to get me the most money that they could give me. Like trying to comp, like uh, combine my grades. Cause then you got to also think, do I want to, do I want to pay to play? Mm -hmm. You know, that's a, that's a mental thing. But if you have all this educate, I mean, think if you didn't make a change back in your sophomore year to say, I've got to get my, in gear oh yeah you know this opportunity may never have came yeah so when you look and reflect back at that what what was your biggest influence to change make that change really that like your gpa can like make the difference between if they choose you or not like like if my coach put it like like if you have both these players like they're both the same measurables same amount of tackles if one of them has a 2.0 and one of them has a 3.0 3.0 he's gonna go with the guy who's a 3.0 just because he's not a th- he's not a threat to not play in the class like just because of his grades how did how does that how did that correspond to your leadership on the team did did you guys i mean was was grades talked amongst the players at all or was it yeah it was a pretty big deal because we had if you were ever failing a class or something like that then they would give you a sheet and you had to, you had to get it signed and stuff like that Make sure your teachers say, like, you're not just messing around in class the whole time. Like, you're actually doing your work. I, I tell you, as a father, I, I almost lose it any time that it may be. And I'm not saying teachers can't do not get grades in there soon enough before a principal says a thing's missing. Like, there's yeah. nothing worse than when that, like, but <laughs> it's just those little things that still could affect a kid on the field oh no yeah like when they do and then they just like wait to like yeah put, put it stuff. in and they're like oh you got a zero and you're like i don't have a zero it's no there. yeah like everything's turned in and, and stuff as a like parent that. we always think the kid like we no, have to start with yeah. the kids are wrong first <laughs> we don't get me wrong i'm not saying you guys are always wrong but we have to start there no yeah i know what you mean so you learn the lesson you get it to now go to university of mary what's the process going through with that when do you have to report? What's what's uh, what do you think is going to be your biggest change? Obviously, not being home as one, but your whole regiment's got to change. Your, oh no! What, yeah. your, I'm pretty sure they've talked to you about eating right, stuff like that. How mm-hmm. does that all roll for you? So I have to go down there on August 5th. So I got my whole summer to just chill, stay at home. But is that really what you should be doing if you really want to play at that next level? Well, no, I'm not. I'm not just like okay. sitting at home. <laughs> <laughs> you get I mean it's good to paint a no, persona that uh, you can no, chill, but no, definitely not. Yeah, you definitely have to like stay in shape. You can't have just show up 
like a blob. So like. when you think of your regimen for even staying in shape, where do you get that stuff from? Just from stuff you worked in in high school? Mm -hmm. Do you have and, other influencers? Yeah. They so I was talking to my coach and they send the recruits like a workout plan that they can do if they have stuff available to them. And so every it's three days a week. And so it's just a lift and then I have to condition myself. And so then after after I do the like that's like the bare minimum stuff. I feel like like if you want to even be like a participant on the team, because I feel like if you don't do that, then you're just gonna get like you're gonna you, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you I mean the best part is you're hoping that the practices that you get to experience is harder than the game. Yeah. If it's done right. Mm -hmm. That that's yeah. always the word. <laughs> if your practices are harder, trust the process. What is the number one thing you're looking forward to? And what's the number one thing that scares you when it comes to university? I feel like the university type, I feel like the number one thing that scares me is just like, I feel like it's like scary, but it's not scary. It's like just being like the new kid again. It's just kind of like, yeah, I mean, what? How? I mean, sucks, you know. <laughs> you gotta find. You gotta find your crowd that's gonna pull, no, keep you out yeah. of your shell in the right way, right? Yeah. There's gonna be a lot of influences, a lot of stuff like that. So you got that scary moment. What do you think is gonna be the most confident thing that you'll go with? I feel like the most, the thing I'm looking forward to the most is probably, like, like the football part, like the like the game day atmospheres and just like being with a new crowd and like. Being under a new head coach, I feel like that's like really. I feel like it's almost like exciting because I, I freaking, I freaking loved Coach Clum. You have to say, like, I mean, I know that I'm a DJ and all, and I'm, I'm the DJ, but <laughs> you have to say, like, your atmosphere at Papio South is unlike a lot of them around here. When you come oh, to yeah. Friday night football games, there, it's, yeah. it's not quiet. No, yeah, it, it, it's not. I mean. Do you think that prepares you better for, for college life? No, yeah. For, like, the persona, definitely. Like, not being able, like, not getting, like, crushed under the pressure, I guess. That goes back to, like, that just being mentally strong, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's weird because some people shy away from the mental part, and they're afraid of it. They're like, ah, I can't talk about it. I can't be about it. What is your biggest... Thing that you're gonna push on your mental side what do you what do you think you're gonna have to really overcome on that part of it um mom won't be so close she'll be close but she won't be so close right oh yeah friends won't be so close maybe just like oh, i can't even think of it i mean you've gained so much mental strength what what do you think is going to hold you Maybe hold your feet to the fire, as some. Might I feel say. like probably just like I feel like my worst enemy is like my like my own thoughts because I feel like that's a lot of people. Yeah. Like they just because I I don't I don't like get on myself like when I do bad on a play like I'm good to like flush it out but like sometimes I feel like I don't get like intimidated but like I just feel like. Like I'm afraid to underperform. That's that, that's a it, like, that's a huge mental thing. Oh, I mean, yeah. especially when you go from you just started football five years ago, right? Seventh grade, you you were just following the ball. Let me follow the ball. I'll follow the ball. Don't worry, I'll I'll follow it. 
you learn your way through the process. You gain the strength that you've gained, not just physically, mentally, emotionally, and the understanding. And now it's going to a level that not others get to go to. When you look at your senior class, there's a lot of people that are going to get a, this opportunity. Does that not also help strive to know that you guys are all kind of oh, no, yeah, that I played with people who are on that level? And, and also mental. I mean, because you guys mm -hmm. all had to mentally put it out there. It oh, isn't yeah. like you, you know, you don't get me wrong. Everybody wants to go to everybody's party. Everybody wants to be the party. Oh, yeah. But yeah. those things will also show their head later on. Right. Yeah. yeah. And when you think of of Henry and what he left for Papio South, what, what are they going to remember for you? I feel like I just wanted to be like. Like the dude that's like. I don't know, like, like you could always say just like chill, like, like say what's up to me. Like I always like, I'll you always, acknowledge that they're there. No, yeah, I'll like I'll always smile at you and just say what's up and like have a conversation with you. Like I don't care who you are. It's like, yeah, because, uh, th and that's not easy. Because no, every, yeah. I mean, especially with social media. Yeah. How do you think your social media life's been? Were you able to handle the both? Were you? I didn't let my kids until they graduate get it because it can mentally break them down. Oh no, yeah, I know. You like, see everybody else's big things, and you're like, oh, it's so easy. No. Everybody <laughs> has these big things. No, Mom's yeah. working her butt off, but, you know, this no, is what I, you know. I feel like, I mean, social media for me, I don't really, like, I don't be, like, posting, like, every, like, everything I'm doing. I really just, like, go on there to, like, see, like, scroll through, yeah. like, funny videos or, like. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's just it. It's finding the good, the fun. Uh, not getting overtaken by it. No, yeah. And, and it should hopefully humble you when you get to college to really see that, you know, what the life brings after the university, what all, let's say, if you don't get the next job, what is your really hopeful dream job when it comes to all the stuff that you're looking to study at the University of Mary? My dream? Like, if you had a dream job, non-football. Non-football, probably, like, like a sports like photographer like sports videographer i think that stuff is so cool like because you're like you're getting paid to just like basically hang out with like famous people it's like not like famous people no, just like, I, like trust like me super I, like, good athletes and like just being able to like talk to them like it's pretty cool the biggest thing is always remember this no matter what you can't have like a fandom like oh no the mental part for you would but you're a quiet guy so i think it would work you could smile on the side when you get there but once you're in there you're in there you're in there for oh, the, no. the, the the talk yeah. so i hope to watch it's cool that you came on my show and shared your story of of not only how you didn't play since you were a kid you didn't play all these sports you didn't do all these things but I have to ask you this before you leave. If there was a position on the football field that you play or could play, what would it have been? If I had to start my whole – I say this all the time. If I had to start my football career over again, I would play defensive end. And why is that? Because literally like – Because you were, you were a teddy bear, so you weren't crushing someone. No, yeah, but like thinking back about it now, like I feel like I'm pretty athletic. I feel like I could play – if I was 240 right now, I feel like I could play DN. Like I just like – like getting a, a rusher on the edge, like it just looks so cool. And like, <laughs> and like just, I, like, I mean, I like tackling people, but I mean, I like can't do that unless it's a pick. But like yeah. being a defensive end, like you're supposed to be 
I, I, I hear a lot that the defensive end is supposed to be the, like the best athlete on the field. Like they're supposed to be like the, the guy. And being like a dominant pass rusher, that's like scary to go up against. Like I just like being that guy would be so like dope. And when you think of your experience at the Shrine Bowl, what was that like? How did you how did you how did it even come about? So I just remember first time I got brought up to me, I was just warming up in weights class. Coach Clem was just like, Hey, Coach McLaughlin from Platteview was asking if you're interested in playing in the shrine ball. I was like, Heck yeah, dude. Like like that'd be sick. And then everything like we wait till the shrine ball happens and then the week leading up to it, it was I got close with all those guys so fast. It was literally like they were just my team, like my teammates. Did it kind of feel like a college, like a what you're bit. hoping you're going to experience? Bit. Yeah, because we were staying in the dorms, and then we had two days every day. You had kids that want to be there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. And it's just like college because, just like I said before, like everybody there was like the guy at their high school. Now you got your teammate Aiden with you while you're there. Yeah. He plays defensive end. How does that all go? Because obviously you're that's your favorite and you're watching someone you grew up oh, with. Oh no, yeah. <laughs> it's gotta be fun, right? Yeah. And, and it's gotta be an experience to remember. Mm-hmm. What what's the best take from the Shrine Bowl? It was literally like the best take I could see is like definitely like don't like there's someone out there who is like there's always someone you're always better off than someone else, I feel like. Like there could be someone you, you could be in a worse situation. Is the whole point of the Shrine Bowl was like to, right? Like give awareness to the Shriners like organization for kids with like impairment and disabilities that like you don't think about. Like there's this girl her name was Poppy and she had one arm, and there was this. It was fun and they make fun of it. Like not like they make fun of it. Like, I got what make, you mean. They they make it a laughable thing to keep the the atmosphere like a yeah like, like a happy a, setting instead of like taking it back and going oh yeah you like know. they had a they had a one on like a one hand shoe tying competition with poppy and she like she was all for it like she was like she freaking tied both of her shoes before anybody tied even one and it was just like cool to, like, but those are that. things you take no, for granted yeah. right and it's like like that was like the most like that was probably the coolest thing like very this, humbling yeah yeah. Well, that's why I was grateful that you answered and you wanted to be a part of this is because mm-hmm. the humbleness, you can tell the way you walk, the way you talk, the way you and, and I'm just a dad that's on the outside looking in. <laughs> I, I don't get to be down on the field like I used to. I miss, I, I miss it, but I also enjoy watching you guys grow up and yeah. become who you are. Mm-hmm. So I greatly appreciate your time. I appreciate your story. And uh, remember. There is a university for you. There is a college for you. Find your route. Go get it. But also know that this pains, the struggles, the stresses, you're not alone. Once again, it's a Her Dad Production Wired podcast with DJ K-Dub Omaha and Mr. Henry Sapinski. Thank you. A Her Dad Sports Network production.